This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Therapy Reflection Journal. The Therapy Reflection Journal is your personal journal for your therapy experience. Whether you are just starting therapy for the first time or currently in therapy, you can utilize this journal throughout your process. This journal was designed for you to write down topics and themes that you and your therapist discuss throughout your counseling sessions. There's a place to keep track of your mood, things to work on in between sessions, and an entire place for you to reflect on what you and your therapist talked about. Take this journal with you consistently throughout your counseling experience to dig deeper and see growth in your mental health like never before. You can go to rosinrenee.com to purchase or the link is in the description box. Now let's start the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, everyone. I'm super, super excited to be recording. This is going to be an interview uh, with one of my friends that I have known actually since high school. Um, She and I were actually in a high school organization together. And if you're not familiar with that, don't worry about it. I guess it's kind of like a Memphis thing. So she and I have known each (laughs) other uh, since high school. And I invited her on the podcast because she is one of the people that I will definitely say, like, when she speaks, you listen and definitely has such an amazing testimony. Um, She talks about counseling a lot on social media um, with just kind of, you know, really advocating for people to go to counseling. So I wanted to bring her on and her name is Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rosalind. Hey, girl. Okay, so we're just going to kind of get into it. I want you to kind of tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, Where do I start? So, um, again, my name is Brittany, and um, I am a mother of three. Um, I have one daughter who's nine, and I have twins, a boy and a girl who are two. Um, So I am a single mother. Um, I currently work in the IT field, so um, I'm really... It's really excited about that. Um, I just work in um, IT, and that's a career shift for me. I used to be in HR. Um, let's see, what else can I tell you guys about me? I am a HBCU grad, um, so hey. I went to Howard University. Right, shout out. <laughs> and um, I think the only other thing that's just a big part of my life right now is that. Um, I consider myself just a voice for millennials in uh, faith, particularly Christian faith. Um, So I am a ministry leader at New Direction. Um, But I think that's where I really found a lot of space, just advocating as a millennial, um, but particularly a Christian millennial. So um, that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Awesome. So Brittany, you always talk about, especially like on Facebook, cause girl, I follow you for real, for real. You always talk about 
a ton of different things, but one of the things that I really, really admire is that you really talk about all things mental health. You talk mm-hmm. about overall health, financial health, all these things. So I want you to kind of just talk about your therapy experience and tell us a little bit about that. Right. So um, I've actually been in therapy um in several different capacities. Um, some of them are ones that I realized, and sometimes it was instances where I was in therapy and I didn't realize it. So um, a little bit about me, um, people wouldn't realize it now because I'm just pretty you know, calm and collected person. But as a child, I was a baby's kid. Um, I was just one of those <laughs> kids in school who was always super smart, but um, just always, you know, was a distraction in the classroom. So I remember um, my earliest experience with counseling would be talking to the school counselor, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I just always had a relationship in um, even elementary school. There's this one particular counselor. And I remember I was in a mixed school. So having this African-American strong woman that would just come get me from the classroom and be like, hey, let's talk this out. Like, no, come draw a picture or something like that. Like it kept me on track even at such a young age. Um, but of course, because I was young um, and I was in elementary school, it wasn't something that was voluntary. Like I was just told, you know, you need to go talk to the counselor. Um, so I think the, the earliest experience that I said, you know what, I know that I need counseling. Um, it was actually when I was 23. Um, so Mm -hmm. I was in a, I was in a longstanding relationship and, um, we ended up with an altercation, um, that would be considered domestic violence. And, you know, Mm -hmm. in that, in that circumstance, um, I ended up breaking a bone, And um, it was just very traumatic because at that point I had already had a child. So um, for me, I think the most traumatic part about the relationship was being in a relationship one day and then the next day not being in the relationship. Um, Because a lot of times when you go through issues in a relationship, you're able to keep it under wraps. Um, you can kind of sweep things under the rug or, you know, when you guys break up, you have the opportunity to work it out, whether you want to stay together or, um, you know, maybe you don't want to stay together, but you have that opportunity to do that yourself. But when you, um, are in a domestic violence situation and, and you have to go to the hospital and you have to call the police, um, everyone was involved. And, you know, at that point, I think for me, um, sharing my business with the world overnight was the most traumatic part for me. So, um, my pastor was actually just talking about like healing of the heart. And, um, um, he was actually mentioning scripture about how, you know, you shouldn't even tithe until you have forgiven. Um, you have forgiven. And I was just like, you know what? I can't forgive on my own. Like I really need help. So, um, our church actually had a free counseling, you know, session. So, or a a counseling center actually where members would volunteer their time after work. So that my first couple of therapy, uh, therapy counseling sessions were just free. They were through my church. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had another experience where. And how long did um, you go the first time? I mean, the, the, the first, first time you went during okay. that church. So with the church, I believe I did six sessions, which okay. um, for me, that was six months. Um, and I think because it was a free um, service, they just had limited availability. Plus me being a mother, you know, I had to kind of factor it into my schedule. So um, it was a six month time period for me in which I did six sessions, like once okay. a month. 
Yeah. And then my second experience was actually, um, I was in a, in a space where I was trying to actually go back to the person who we had the domestic violence situation. Um, I was considering going, going back into a full fledged relationship with them. So Mm -hmm. one of, one of the things that, um, that I said was like, you know what? Like I had enough sense to say like, you know what? Um, we've had a rocky past. Like, um, if we're going to do this, let's get a, 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 like a counselor. Let's just get like somebody who could be, um, um, intermediary between our conversations. Um, so we were able just to go to counseling and the thing that I like, this was the best experience for me. Um, because she really just validated a lot of, uh, my faith based practices now and how mm-hmm. I, how I attribute, um, my spiritual health with my actual physical health. So yeah. like in the, in the beginning, she was just like very much asking us like basic health questions. Like she asked us, um, you know, how much we weigh, like if, to kind of consider if we were overweight, she was checking to see if we had any medical issues like wow. diabetes or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she asked us what our diets looked like, how much water we drank, um, if we had a stable home and I didn't really consider it, but you know, all of those things contribute to your mental health, like yeah, whether or not, exactly. whether, or, yeah, like if you have diabetes, you may be angry, but it, it just may be your blood sugar. So she was very thorough and like, connecting the health like straight off and like even before we even got all deep into the session she was like you know make sure that you're drinking a gallon of water a day um you know I want you guys to spend 15 minutes together each day um like doing something together and then I want you guys to make sure that you're like keeping a journal so it was like very you know she just gave some really good like just life this is what you should be doing just to center yourself during counseling um and that's I just really good yeah, it was. Not to interrupt you, but not that's really good because I think there's just this kind of thought process that there's no real consideration into our physical health that attributes right. to our overall mental health. Like people say work out because it makes you happy and it you know boosts your endorphins, but in general, like our emotional state can have an impact on our mm-hmm. physical health. Like if I don't if I'm depressed, I'm not gonna probably eat good. I may go somewhere and just like eat bad or binge on something. And right. like having that stable physical health can attribute to your overall mental health as well. Right, exactly. And and, and it was like, I, we were maybe 25 at the time. So that just wasn't something that we consider. Like it just, mm-hmm. when you're in a state of like trauma or crisis or, you know, when you're so caught up with this relationship not working or working, um, you don't consider those small things. Like, yeah, we haven't been drinking um a gallon of water a day or however much water you're supposed to drink a day. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember like after the third session, um, she really just said, um, I need to spend the rest of the sessions with him. And when I say rest of the sessions, we were using his employer's um, EAP, which is like uh, when your employer has a set amount of counseling sessions that they provide as the benefit mm-hmm. um, to just working as a full-time employee, sometimes part-time now, mm-hmm. but um you know, she said, so it was only 10 sessions that we really had scheduled with this lady that we didn't have to pay for out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, 
you guys, if you love each other, you're going to make the relationship work. Um, she said, however, you both have issues from the past that we need to work on. So she was like, you know, I'm going to start with him because first and foremost, this is his employer. It's his right. counseling sessions. And, you know, as a faith-based um, counselor, she was really big on just kind of following the order and the structure, um, biblical order and structure, which is like the man of the household um whatever happens to him or whatever is not happening with him will kind of trickle down to the rest of the household. Um, so, you know, she said, Hey, let's, let me start with him and then we'll kind of come back and convene and see how it's going. And then we'll go from there, whether it be, you know, you do personal sessions on the side or, you know, maybe you guys need to continue with couples counseling then, or maybe, you know, you don't need counseling. Um, And what kind of things were for like came up for you personally, like in the time frame that y'all were going together? Because obviously, okay, so this second time with um, counseling was like couples counseling. So what right. kind of things for you, even within the relationship, even though it was like couples counseling, um, mm-hmm. when you see the therapist, what kind of things came up for you that you saw were like, oh wow, I need to work on this. Um, one of the things was the fact that we had never really considered because, you know, because people are compatible, you just kind of see each other for the now, or you see each other for the time that you knew each other, but you don't, a lot of us don't really consider the time that people live on this earth without the other person. So, um, for us, it was this really big difference in how we grew up. Um, so even just like, pretty much everything about our upbringing was different just because of the socioeconomic status, just because, you know, issues that happened to him in his past and how I was raised. And I was raised in Chicago and he was raised in Memphis. So it was just like so many differences that I had never considered. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it was really, it was really important to realize like that some things about our character aren't going to change because some of the things about our experiences, you can't change. I can't, none of us can change with how we grew up. Um, so for me, that just kind of gave me just a level of awareness, like, okay, you know, we need to, um, you know, it's okay. We need to reconcile the past because, you know, this is not something that we talked about. So to me, it kind of gave us both the green light to seek our own self-help. Like, Um, because we saw the effects of, of, um, unreconciled past, but it was just not something that we consider. And I think the other thing that, um, I just kind of learned in that, in that space was like, it was just a very validating space to why counseling was important because, um, I ended up actually, when she said that I need to work on, you know, work with him and you guys separately, it really validated um, what God was telling me that I needed to work on myself. Mm. And, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, a lot of time we want to make the relationship work when really you got to make yourself whole first. So I think yes. that for me, it was, it was a God, it was a godly confirmation that this was a time that we needed to make ourselves whole um, or at least, work on getting closer to being whole. Um, so those were just some of like the major highlights that I learned in that session. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, even though I didn't really complete that, you know, process with her, I think for me, it just kind of validated like, okay, if you find the right counselor, um, it can be a completely life changing experience. Like the first counselor that I went to was very helpful. Um, 
But for me, and I guess what I needed, it wasn't like, it wasn't a life-changing experience. I'll just say that. It just wasn't a life-changing experience. So it was helpful to have somebody to talk to and to bounce ideas off with. But um, the the second counselor that I went to, it was more, you know, more aha moments, more God moments. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just a little bit, for me, it, it was like, okay, this is what, having a good counselor feels like or having right. a, a good fit for a counselor feels like so yeah, and especially when somebody meets you to a, a counselor meets you and like is very affirming very very empathetic can mm-hmm. really meet you to say like I understand what that means and just look at all of the other areas and you feel comfortable enough to feel like you're opening up with them right right and I mean even um I think too, like I, I'm not in a I'm not in a relationship right now, but I think even too, it was really good to see somebody that could speak to both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, at some point, um a lot of a lot of times men from what I've seen aren't just comfortable opening up to people. Um so he was more skeptical of going into this situation, but because it was through his insurance and he was able to help pick the the counselor and um it was kind of like she honored the fact that, you know, he was the male in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that after a couple sessions, um, I think really honestly, she just used those three sessions to like kind of crack open the, the shell and then said, okay, well, let me spend some time with him since the shell is cracked now. And he trusts me a little bit. Um, so I think that, you know, that was a good experience to, you know, even on that side, like finding a counselor that met, that could speak to both of us. Yes. Um, so that was, that was a, a interesting, um, it was an interesting experience, but it was, it was a, that was like the experience that I'm like, okay, I'm pro counseling. This is something that I will help everybody with. Right. Right. So kind of tell me a little bit about after, okay. So after y'all ended the sessions together and he started working with her individually, where did that kind of leave you? Um, honestly, I think the the biggest place it just left me was, um, like I said, I was saying, okay, I am just going to, um, I'm just going to one in the relationship. So it it affirmed the fact that I was not ready to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only, not only with that person, but I wasn't a, I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable being in a relationship with anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just really like, starting the journey of being whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, you know, ended the relationship. I moved back home to um, Memphis, Tennessee at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really, I, I would just say really just matured in like a really short period of time. So, you know, I ended up, let me think, that was the time period where I switched from HR to IT. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was the time period where I, um, um, I started going back to, you know, ministry um, mm-hmm. and then eventually, you know, became a leader in ministry. Um, Got busy so, with things that you knew were going to like propel you, yeah, but even just like yeah. working on yourself, finding your passions, finding exactly. a way to serve. And like in that time frame, like really started to see yourself grow. Right, right. So I think that's where it just kind of left me. It was a good, I would say, um, 
even though we didn't have a closure conversation, I think it was a good pin in the needle um, because we still have children together. So we, we still have to converse and have conversation and grow together to this mm-hmm. day. But mm-hmm. um, it was a good pin in the needle place so that we could at least have a little bit of a common ground moving forward. So I think like even... I, I feel like there should be like breakup counseling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people yes, would benefit yes, from like, yes. <laughs> you know, like why did this not work? Or mm-hmm. like, where, like, where are, like, where are we when we're, when we're leaving? At least, you know, I know in that moment, I know why we weren't called to be together at that point. So I didn't get all yeah. the questions answered, but I was really comfortable with saying like, okay, Okay, I, I don't. We don't have here. Yeah, yeah, we can end this here. Yeah, that's a good one. Right, right. So, okay, so have you been to counseling again? Because I think you, you, the EAP was outside of the church. Have you been to counseling since then? Um, I have. Okay. Um, I actually just started. Um, I would say in the fall of 2018, going back to counseling regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, 2018 was just a really different year for me. I think like new levels brought new anxiety for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't, after a while I was like, okay, something's not right. And it really felt like very anxious. Like I had a very anxious year. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of successes, but in those successes, they weren't peaceful. It was very anxious for me. Um, so just being overwhelmed for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and, um, I'm going to go back and like kind of find a good counselor. I'm going to start talking to a counselor. And um, I asked my friends on social media and, um, you know, was able to get a bunch of referrals like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so really utilizing word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think like the thing that I love about this conversation now on social media is that because a lot of people are saying like mental health, mental health, mental health, and a lot of people are... Um, sharing articles. Um, and I think there's just more, it's just more of a a common wording, I guess, like more preachers are talking about mental health. Um, for me, it really kept it, um, at the forefront of my mind. Right. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes, sometimes you just get busy and, um, you forget to kind of go through that process because it's not so natural. Yeah. Like almost like, you know, you're like, Oh man, I need to, I need to get a dentist appointment. It's kind of like the same thing for me. I was like, you know what? I have been feeling anxious. Like, let me ask for a counselor and then kind of call around and call with my insurance and, and find someone. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. It makes it yeah. feel less intimidating. I know what mm-hmm. to do. This is a tool yeah. when I feel like this, I know exactly right. kind of like what to do to help with it versus kind of avoiding it, not dealing with it. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of like what you said earlier with the physical health, mental health, emotional health in general, mm-hmm. overall, like it's something that I, I know the tool to go to when I'm feeling like this. Yeah. And I, I think for me, um, for me, I very much attributed it to like, okay, I've had, I've had some times where I didn't have health insurance, whether it was because I didn't have a job or, you know, whatever. And, you know, knowing that like you can go a year without going to the doctor and be fine. Um, but a lot of times when that happens, when you do end up sick, 
you don't have a primary doctor. So then you have to go to the emergency room. Um, or, you know, so for me, I was just able to kind of attribute like, you know, when you let little things fester, it turns into an emergency. And mm-hmm. then when you, when you don't have a regular healthcare provider, then you have to go to the emergency room and what it's more time consuming. It's more um, expensive. It's a longer process and it's not as personable. So yes. I really kind of yes, attribute yes, yes. it. Yeah. I kind of attribute that to my, um, my mental health, like, you know, I need to have a provider, um, that I can vet while I'm not in crisis. And then that way, if I am in crisis or if, you know, someone dies in my family or, you know, just any, anything that could happen, if the government does something crazy and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I need to talk to someone I don't have to feel like I'm just going to anybody like an emergency mm-hmm. room. Like I, I, I needed to have that. Yeah. Like I needed to have that person that already knew me can already kind of talk me down. And, um, you know, that my insurance was already, you know, going through, um, so that it made the process shorter and it just made it less, um, it made it less of an emergency if I needed to talk to someone. Um, right. so through, yeah, through that process, um, I'm now seeking professional counseling in two different capacities because Mm -hmm. um, through that process, we figured that a lot of the anxiety that I was having may be linked to adult ADHD. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm now seeing a psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. um, which is more of like a medical professional who can, um, you know, they can prescribe medication and they can do a lot of like, um, Treatment related you know, to yeah, what's treatment, going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I needed, and, and for me, they're able to like kind of unlock the door if I needed to get some um, accelerated treatment that I wanted my insurance company to provide, they can, um, you know, they have the, the training and the connection with the insurance that they could do that. Yes. So, uh, you know, they can kind of go back and forth with your doctor and let them know mm-hmm. about, your, you know, whatever. But um, I'm very early in that process. And um, I am grateful that they do, they do want to see that you're talking to a counselor. If not, they kind of will walk you through that process with them. Um, and then they do want to see that you are, that, the, that it's not just a time period in your life. They want to see that it's something that you really do have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, so I'm really grateful that they're just, this is just not a doctor that's just like, you know, here's some medicine and going about your day because um, it has forced me to stay consistent with my counselor. It has forced me to kind of build some systems in my life. Um to see like, okay, um, is this something that's long-term or is it maybe situational? Um, because they don't want to, yeah. Like they don't want to medicate you for something that's situational. Yeah. Um, Especially because I think with, I mean, I feel like I I told you, I feel like I have a small case ADHD, but like really building out with your counselor, some practical tips that you can add in your day. Okay. We've done this over time. This isn't working. What's another thing that we can do, whereas you can get medication to assist. And I think that's a very good way of, especially describing counseling, that it doesn't make it seem as if, oh, I'm just always going to even talk about my emotions, but like I'm having these emotions because there might be something else going on that mm-hmm. I may need to treat. Mm-hmm. And and I think um, 
for me, I really do like having both types of, of counselors and it's on my team, mm-hmm. you know, because like with, with certain health ailments, like different doctors are just better suited for different things. And like, like dermatologists. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. That's a perfect example because like my, the counselor that I seek on a daily basis. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a Christian black woman. So I feel like she kind of just understands my upbringing, my experiences, um, the microaggressions of being black in America. um, And but she has a faith based lens so she can, you know, she has a biblical um, perspective on it. And that's important to me because if God is the first, um, you know, God is the first lens that I use in my life, it it puts me at odds if I'm working with a medical professional that doesn't have that same view. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like having that as my primary, um, you know, counselor, but my psychiatrist is very much like black and white cut and dry. They use, he uses the science, you know, he's all about like my medical readings and my blood work and like all that type of thing. And, um, you know, it's just a good balance of like, faith and spirituality on one side and then science on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it is definitely way less emotional for me. I think yeah. that when I, when I first thought about counseling, you think of like, you see on TV when they're kind of like laying down on the couch and they're super <laughs> like, it's super triggering, Stiff. which yes. uh-huh. yeah, like some sessions can be super triggering, but some are not like some are just, you know, like, okay, this is what we're working on. This is what I'm working through. Um, you know, it's, it's just not like, and, and I think too, a lot of people don't realize that like, it is like another doctor's appointment. Like you don't go to the doctor, like back to back to back to back to back, unless you're very sick. Mm-hmm. So um, and you have to be really honest and transparent in therapy. I think that that's a big thing that can make people not really take it this seriously because it is a thing of now if you go to your doctor's mm-hmm. office and you tell them you're not eating salt and you're eating salt and that's like in your treatment plan <laughs> right you're not being right. honest about the best way to get the help so even mm-hmm. in therapy you have to be honest about how you're feeling what's what's going on what you're going through to get the best assistance possible yeah and, and I mean if, if I could think about my first experience I think that I was so much in shock because I was coming to a therapist as a domestic violence um uh survivor mm-hmm. and it was it was so close to the time period of me actually having that instance that it was I wasn't honest and I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was lying it's just it takes a long time to unpack things and it takes I, I didn't have a level of self-awareness at that age I was yes. only 23 yeah so I think I, I would love if I had more 
I would love to encourage people to seek a therapist now while you are well, because when you're in crisis, that's not the time to be getting to know someone. Honestly, it's not like it's not comfortable to get to know somebody when you are um, in crisis. Like when you go to an emergency room and they're trying to ask you about your family history. I don't know, because. I'm hurt. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking my, about all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's like my pain level's on 10. Like, imagine when you go into the emergency room and they're asking you about, like, you know, some random stuff and your arm is cut open and you're bleeding. You're, yeah. you're like, no. I'm like, sis, come arm. on. Can you just stitch my yeah. arm up, please? <laughs> yeah. So, right. So, it's like, it's not like you're lying, but you just haven't had enough time to unpack all of your family history and it's easy to omit things or what happened because you're like, I'm in crisis right now. But, you know, if you go to your doctor and you've actually scheduled the appointment while you are well and you're just doing a checkup, like, yeah, you might have a little extra time and you might remember, you know, some health questions that you had. So I think that's kind of what my experience has been. And, and that's kind of why my, um, I think that's why the differences between like my first experience and my second experience was like the first time I was in crisis. The second time I actually made a decision to say like, you know what, before I get into this relationship, I'm going to go to a counselor. So it made the difference, like the mind frame that I was in. Um, Completely different. And it also, I'm glad you said that because I think it also paints the picture that, you know, some things that I hear is like, especially when people don't really know about therapy or counseling, you just kind of associate it with, oh, that's for crazy people. Or that's kind of some of the common things I've heard that it doesn't mean because I'm seeing somebody, I'm going through a whole bunch of stuff or like, why you need to go see somebody versus Mm -hmm. really like, I think I need to just make a decision to go talk to somebody. And even in going, you'll find even some of the initial reasons of going usually aren't even the things that you may find yourself, you and your therapist working on. You may come for, I'm (laughs) I'm having problems in a relationship, but it's like, oh girl, you about to go into my childhood. Like I didn't come here for that, but you'll find that those present things are very Mm -hmm. much tied to past experiences. And that was what happened with me. It was like, oh girl, I'm going because I'm anxious. And I ended up been in counseling for a year now. And we've talked about my childhood. We've talked about, friendships, all these things that I never knew were associated with my initial feelings and going. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, I think that that was something that happened with me. And it was scary at first because it was really like, oh, my God, like, how did how did we end up here? Like the first right. session, <laughs> the first session that you get like real deep like that, it can feel like a blow. Like you're like, whoa, like I just op- ripped this Band-Aid open that I didn't know. But I think, you know, after one or two sessions and you kind of start to talk about those childhood experiences, it feels, you know, it feels so much better. And I and I think I was thinking about this the other day. Um, there's so much there's so many decisions that we make. And I think so many issues in relationships between us and just not romantically, but like friendships, because we just lack this level of like intimacy and awareness in our relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, like, honestly, I don't think that our friends or our, um, or um, the people that we're in relationship with, like, I just don't think that they're meant to be on the same level as um, a counselor. Like there's just a different, Mm -hmm. it's just a different, um, 
they just serve a different purpose. The counselors do. And for me, I used to find myself um, kind of shying away from my friends. And it wasn't because I, um, you know, it wasn't because I didn't trust them, but it was because I knew that I was going through things that they couldn't walk me through. Or I just knew that. Um, or putting the expectation on your friends, mm-hmm. like they could fix the problems that were happening. Yeah. And I mean, I just, um, yeah, that that's a big one. Like putting the expectations on your friends, because like sometimes we'll try to get into deep conversation with our friend. Like I told a lot of people last year, like, I'm so overwhelmed. I feel so anxious. And a lot of people tried to pacify me. Like a lot of people were like, yeah, of course you're anxious. You're a single mom of of three. Like, but that didn't really help me. You know what I'm saying? And nobody, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody, nobody uh, really stopped and was like, Hey, um, you might be dealing with anxiety. Like maybe you should go talk to a counselor. Maybe, um, because it's just not, it's just not in our, um, it's not in our repertoire right now as repertoire you know, of toolbox. It's like yeah. it's a toolbox to know like mm-hmm. that's something that you can utilize. It's like, okay, well go talk to someone that or you know, girl, well, I know you got a lot of stuff going on in your life. This, this, and this is going on. I understand, but it's like, mm, that may not yeah. really hit at home with me. And I don't wanna feel like I always gotta be super mom or super woman mm-hmm. and I don't struggle as an individual. Right. And I mean for me for me, I had a lot going on to the to the point where I went to go see a counselor and this professional was like, hey, all of these symptoms together, that may be ADHD. Um, but if you think about it, I've graduated college. So I have seen several mental health professionals. I've seen several health professionals. Um, my parents have raised me my whole life. I've had teacher after teacher. I've had counselors in school. And none of those people said, hey, you may have ADHD. So like it really does take, uh, you know, you, you'll be surprised of like what can come up in counseling and how mm-hmm. just getting getting the right counselor can just be like, boom, it could change your life. Yeah. Like now, like yeah. now, like I haven't even gotten to the point where I can be medicated, but um you know, just them saying like, you need to create systems in your life. Like it has been such a big help. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, just yeah, even though, like that, help. that systems help. That's my, that's my life story. Systems are the only way I'm able to get anything done. If it's, if it seems too complicated, it, I can't do it. It's like, it's, right. it becomes <laughs> too overwhelming. And I'm looking like, Child, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna put this down because I don't even know. What right, to do. and and I think for me, I think for me now, my friendships have, like, I, I would say, like, within the past two mo- months, my friendships have flourished because um, I don't have this level of, like, I don't even really have to talk to my friends about feeling overwhelmed because I already have this person that I'm in communication with. So, like, I'm praying on one end. And then I'm communicating with my counselor and my psychiatrist about being overwhelmed and anxious. So that's that's just not something yeah. I have to talk to my friends yeah. about. It's not, it's not something I have to talk to my parents about, you know, so I don't feel the strain on those relationships because I can talk to them about current events or what's going on with them. And, you know, I could tell them like, hey, that's not really something like I know that you're going through something tough right now. You may need a counselor because I don't mm-hmm. I can't really. I can't really give you any any advice right now. I don't have it, but um, I don't have to shy away from people when they are going through something because I tell them like, hey, listen, you know, this would be my advice, but I'm always harping. I'm like, but you know, when I spoke to my counselor, she really helped me. Right. Um, 
So you, and it's sharing a fresh perspective mm-hmm. that they probably may have not have ever heard or even just considered because it because it can feel like even in sometimes we depend on our friends, but now it's like, okay, I'm going to offer this fresh perspective of why don't you go see someone to overall even take care of you so you can even be a better person and overall. Right. Yeah, right. And I and I mean, like for me, there's so many different types of counseling that people don't realize. Um, you I mean, you have group counseling. Um, yeah. So I know like right now my my church does um, like a grief counseling, but then they also are doing just like a healing um, session where like mm-hmm. you dig deep into your past. So like, that's kind of like, if you're going to get a trainer, like everybody doesn't need a personal one-on-one trainer, you may do better with a group setting. So, yep. you know, there's group counseling. Some people can do like a weekend retreat where you just like go to a retreat for a weekend or, um, you know, a week and spend some time working through what you got going on over a that's week. a good that's a good idea that's a yeah really good idea. i'm like, gonna put um the church information if you live in memphis and you want to consider that i'll put that information in the show notes too as well yeah and i mean i mean there's just so many different like for instance if you need something that's very like spiritual you can go to a counselor and they everyone has their listings of like what their specialties are but yes. may, maybe you want something like really strict in like scientific base like you might want to go see a psychiatrist or something like that that mm-hmm. can just you know they're not they're really concerned about your actual health and your blood work and all of that and maybe they don't you know maybe they don't go as deep into the um spiritual side so there's just right. so many different there's so many different facets to counseling that it's just not a one stop it's not a one stop everyone yeah, yeah yeah like there's there's something for everyone no matter what level of um no matter where you're at and even if you're perfectly healthy you still have a dentist and you still have a a doctor like so I think that we should think the same as our for our mental health like even if you're healthy and you're living your best life you still need to have a counselor that you know um you know accepts your insurance they know your name and they know your family history if you know just minimum um that's good. That's real good. Yeah, I, I, so let me ask you good. this question. What has it been like for you um, seeking a therapist outside of church? Um, I would say, honestly, I really have enjoyed my experience outside of church more mm-hmm. than in church. And um, the reason why I enjoyed it for me is just because, for one, I need someone I need a different level of accountability um, because I'm so, I guess, scatterbrained or I get overwhelmed easily. So it's easy for me to drop the ball on some of that. So having a professional who's getting paid by you, um, I have found that process has just been more um, streamlined for me. So, you know, I know like for my counselor, I usually just kind of choose the same day, the same time. And I go every few weeks. So my counselor is like able to just go ahead and put that on the books and book me out for, you know, they book me out for maybe four months or something like that. And then they'll say, well, okay, I don't need to see you every four weeks now. Maybe I'll see you every six weeks. So then, you know, we might change it at that time. Um, But I think too, um, 
I think this, I think we, ha- I would have a different perspective living in Memphis than I would in another city. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Memphis is definitely like a Bible. It's definitely the Bible belt. Um, so we know that a lot of the people that we interact with on a daily basis have a faith-based um, background. So I'm a little bit more comfortable stepping outside of the church to find a counselor or psychiatrist because, Ooh, you know, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a know, good point. That's a really because, good point. Because, every, because a lot of people in, in the South are churched. So, you know, I'm a little bit more comfortable stepping outside the church because I'm like, even though I didn't find my counselor through the church, she still is a Christian counselor. Um, but if I were to like live she in a different city. She offer those spiritual yeah, aspects. She, she does. Yeah. But like if I if I lived in a new city or something of that nature, I think I would definitely try to attach my um my mental health with a church just because um I would be, you know, if I'm trying to figure out what the city is about and like for yeah. instance, I've I was born and raised in Chicago and there it's definitely a like they definitely have churches, uh, but there are way more people who are unchurched or who just don't believe mm-hmm. um, you know, who just who have different religion. So um for me, I like to, if I were to live there or something like that, I would attach my services with the church. That way I can just make sure that I'm getting a Christian or, you know, somebody who believes in the same principles that I do. Um, but in Memphis, I'm like really, really comfortable and stepping outside the box. Um, and going through my, going through my insurance and my provider has been, um, one of the easiest because, like the church, you don't have to pay for it, it because mm-hmm. it's already it's already built into your employee benefits. Um, so you're paying for it, but you just don't have to pay for it out of pocket. Um, I will say that my the counselor that I have right now is neither. I don't I don't go through my insurance, nor do I go through the church. And um, having I, you know, being a millennial, we're we're a very transient generation right now, just because of our age, um, and you know some of the issues that we have as far as like student loan debt and the job market and the housing market. So um, I know for me, I'm the type of person where I want to kind of move up in the ranks. And that might mean that I might leave companies after three years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to get, I didn't want to get into a situation where I had to leave my mental health provider because of my insurance change. Like, even if I, like, even if I, even if I stay with my company, um, my company might change insurance next month, next year. A lot of companies change every two or three years just to get a better rate. So, Mm -hmm. um, I actually just found a counselor who is able to bill you through your insurance. Um, if, if they're in your network, but she also does like a sliding scale so she can go by your, um, income and, um, for me, I think that's a good thing about having a a faith-based counselor too, because she just has more faith with her finances. She's like, you know, I want to make sure that you're well. So even if you, you know, if I have to bill you or we have to do a payment plan or, you know, we got to do a GoFundMe, like I want to make sure that you're getting, <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to make sure you're getting mental health. And yeah, because that that's good because I think it's, um, and that's something I always tell people, especially if you are getting an insurance um, because there are different plans based on insurance, ask your therapist when you see them, hey, if my insurance changes or something happens, what is your sliding scale fee? What is mm-hmm. your fee that you would charge if I couldn't see you through my insurance? That way mm-hmm. you have a better understanding in the beginning on the front end and you all can establish that negotiation. And so that way you're not blindsided and then you have to end sessions and find another ther- find another therapist. 
So consider asking those questions, especially on the front end during intake. And that'll help you kind of better plan, like if this person is for you. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of counselors who they have multiple streams of income or they, they um, have a more flexible setup. So there are a lot more counselors who will just charge you 40 bucks a session or charge yeah. you 50 and that's bucks what a I session. Pay, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm like, if you think about like, you'll go to dinner, if you get a dinner and a drink, it might be $30. If you go get a, your nails done or your hair done, it might be the same price. So right, you can right. really just factor it into your budget and you're not like breaking the bank. Right. Exactly. Like 40, 50 bucks. It's not exactly. Bad. Exactly. So I want to ask you, how has therapy and really kind of going through this, especially considering like the different times you went to therapy, how has counseling helped you see God in a different way? Um, That's a good one. I think that it has really just really, I think that it has really made me less like upset or hurt or angered by God because Mm -hmm. I'm just an empath. So I'm very emotional. Um, But really some of the things that I was making emotional or I was making personal, they really just weren't, they were just facts of life. Like, um, you know, money and um, all of these other inanimate things, like they don't have to be as emotional as we make them. And Mm -hmm. when we are, when we are very emotional, um, it makes us respond on these really polarized, you know, responses. So for me, like, okay, in the past, before counseling or before, like before um, counseling, if something happened to me, I might be like, oh my God, it's a spiritual attack. Like, you know, the devil's out to get me or like, God, why is this happening? And, you know, that, that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of emotion, (laughs) you know, that comes Mm -hmm. behind you know, it comes behind thinking that this is a spiritual attack or something like that. Um, and I will go to counseling and they can really pinpoint some really simple things like, hey, you know, you grew up like this or this is an experience that happened. So this yes. experience that happened is probably shaping your reaction to that. And you're yes. like, oh. You're like, oh, okay. You know, so it's like I when when negative things happen or when when life happens, like it will, um, it it doesn't warrant this super emotional response from me. And um for me, that just makes me just able to see God more so for who he is. Um in relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I I think um, emotions will fool you every time, you know my uh my leak teal says all the time like facts are not or feelings are not facts facts. yes yeah feelings are not facts so I think for me being able to go into a counseling session and separate fact and feeling um helps me separate facts and feelings with my relationship with God so some of the times where we feel like God was not there or some of the times where we feel like God was punishing us um is actually not factual it's not true that was just a feeling and counseling can help you work through like why are you feeling that way or Mm -hmm. where did that the where did that feeling come from Mm -hmm. so um I think for me I'm just able so so now where my relationship with God is really um I'm turning 30 this year and I really just was kind of like, okay, I want to go back to the basics. So I'm really just like starting to read the Bible over, um, you know, really like, okay, let me pray twice a day and write down my prayers. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can reflect on them. So for me, it was just, I was just able to, to come out of this like really 
fight or flight response with God. And now it's just more so of like, hey, let me get to know you. Like, yeah. nice to, you know, hey, God, like, nice to meet you. I can never knew my relationship with yeah. you in a way that's not so like, okay, Lord, let me, let, let me calm down real quick and right. just like exactly. talk to you. Exactly. Because just imagine the people in your life, if they all like the people who it's always an emotional response with, like we run clear of them or we don't have a good relationship with them because we we just don't know how they are at an equilibrium. So, you know, Oh yeah, that's good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like when all of this, when all of this emotion and all of this like crisis is calmed down, it's like, I've really just kind of like, had this very like introductory like hi guy like how are you what are you for me in my life type of conversation um so I think that that has just been refreshing for me um to just experience him in that way to experience him in that way so let me ask this question so kind of even wrapping up what would you tell someone who's Christian um about therapy who might be considering um, it or is a little skeptical um, based on our conversation you describe it as you describe it as a joy that's not intimidating, but what would you tell someone? I, I would say, I would definitely just harp on the fact that um, seeking therapy is very biblical. It's very biblical. And um, you know, the Bible says a couple of things about it. You know, it tells us to seek wise counsel and mm-hmm. a way that we can do that in our current societies is by getting a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say that one of the things that I like to remember is like that the Bible also says like faith without work is dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, for a lot of times we we read that scripture or we read scripture like that and we don't know what it, what that means. Like what does what does the work look like? Um so for me, like I have faith that, um, I am not meant to live a life with anxiety or I'm not meant to live in fear because that's what the Bible says. Um, however, I have to put some work behind that. So for me going to counseling or going to see a therapist is the work behind the scripture. Um, so I believe because it's in the word of God and then I work, you know, with my therapist based on the word of God, based on the promises of God. Um, so I think that if, you know, um, that is just something that you can frame in that way and that you can really um, see that a therapist is biblical. I think um, all too much we think that uh, because we prayed, like that God is just going to come down and like randomly tell us the answer to questions Um, or, you know, or that, or that like something super miraculous is going to happen. And I think that sometimes we feel bad because like I've been in spots where I have prayed and prayed and prayed and things didn't change. And I think that um, for Christians, I try therapy um, because that could be the, through a therapist, you can get some of the answers that you need. You can, yes. um, you know, you can get some of the healing that you need. And then you may be able to see God in a new way, in a different way, um, like I've experienced or like you said, you've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what I would tell Christians about therapy. Perfect. Well, Brittany, thank you so much. You have such like a wealth of knowledge. Like I told you the other day, you have such a wealth of knowledge on so many things, but I really appreciate you even sharing your experience. Um, No, this is a pleasure. Yes, yes. Okay, so tell everyone like where to find you on social media if you want to share that. 
So um, my Instagram is Bash by Bree. So B A S H B Y B R I. And um, my Facebook, I don't know what the handle is. I think it's like facebook.com backslash Brittany Walsh 11. Um, But my name on Facebook is Brittany Walsh. And of course, I'll be sharing um, the podcast and things that you're doing so they can connect with me through maybe going to your page. Perfect. Um, Perfect. But yes, I'm always open to, um, I'm always open to getting like, Facebook messages like I'm pretty much an open book like I don't mind being a resource for people um and um especially interacting underneath photos and videos like I love that on Facebook so I think that's where I'm most active is Facebook perfect awesome all right you all thank you so much love you so much thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon all right